So we are uh, back. We are back once again to have another conversation here um, on a Friday. What is it? Afternoon, evening, something like that for Martin. It's uh, Friday night. I think it is. Um, but we are happy to be here. By the way, in case you don't know, it is May 7th, 2021, year of our Lord, Anui Domni. Like this is, this is real, guys. We're almost halfway through the year. <laughs> Time is flying by so fast. How are you guys this evening? How are you guys this afternoon? Uh, how's everything going? Going good, man. You know what? This week has been a, a very hot week. I don't know if any of you guys have noticed. Well, at least over here in the high desert, man, has it been hot. And then especially down uh, where we're working in Chino, my goodness, it's been in the 90s. Probably, probably uh, you know, for the real summertime, it's not that hot. But, man, I've been dying. For those of you guys who know that I work outside in the sun, I probably got a, a few shades darker. <laughs> but man, I'm feeling that sun. You know, you know, you know. Huh? can you tell, Martin? Can you tell? I, well, he, <laughs> yeah, looks, he, he looks a little bit darker, but hey, hey, okay. How about this? If I look really red, it's not because I, I'm, you know, okay, it's because of the sun. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Oh, okay. man. Well, at I, least I, you get the sun, man. Here, uh, they've been saying uh, um, we're going to get warmer weather, warmer weather, warmer weather, warmer weather. I'm not haven't seen. Right now, the top has been like in the fifties, and then and then it drops into like the forties as the high, mm, mm. and I'm just like, when is the warm? I, I I'm literally gonna have to travel somewhere else in order for me. Bro, to, the forties are the high. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, bro. hey, let me let me just say, uh, California will always welcome you back, Mario. I'm just letting <laughs> you know, brother. Uh, you know, we're complaining about heat over here. By the way, look, I I I got my second dose of the vaccine on Wednesday. Nice. I was nice. feeling good Wednesday. I was feeling good Thursday morning. I was feeling good Thursday afternoon, and then Thursday evening hit, and I couldn't even get up from my bed. Oh, nice. I it just knocked me out, and I wasn't feeling sick or anything. I just I was just like like I couldn't even breathe. I was just like, oh man, I'm so tired, so tired. And so I think <laughs> I slept like like 10, 12 hours. I, I have no idea. Um, but uh, but anyways, it's it's gonna be back. And by the way, we lost Jason. Uh, it looks like his computer restarted. We're probably gonna start a GoFundMe for uh, Jason's new computer because that happens all hey, the time. Hey, dude. Hey, we lost Jason. Maybe we can get Gio on board. He says uh, in the chat that he feels forgotten. Maybe we could we can put him, yeah, him on it. right now. <laughs> I see it. He says I feel forgotten. No, we haven't forgotten about Gio. We we haven't. We just know he's a busy man. That's it. Uh, that's yeah, that, that's all that's going on. So. Uh, you know, I, I know he's out there he's, doing his. Oh, prayer. he's forgotten us, maybe. <laughs> hey, I think I hey, think it's that way. I think it's it, that it way. Might, might be that. I will though say shout out to Gio. He's been doing a, a a prayer week, or I think it's like a like a revival week this past week. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check out uh, his church's website, Facebook. You'll see it there, and so some good stuff. He, he's been preaching some good sermons. Um, but anyways, uh, so guys, once again, welcome, and we're happy to have everyone here. If you are watching us live at this moment. Uh, feel free to give us a shout out. Uh, happy Sabbath! Uh, today we got some we got some announcements for you. Today we got some we got some big developments here. Well, big for us, I guess. It may not be big overall, but it's big for us. Um, and the the first thing is that we are right about to take a small little break. Uh, we're, we're kind of done with with uh, this first portion of conversations, and we got some new things coming up. But among the new things that are coming up. Andrew, why don't you tell us what's going on, man? What what, what do we have new uh, right, for Common having on? We're just about we're about to drop the mic on you guys. We are officially officially on Spotify. Nice. For oh, all, nice. For nice. all of you guys that wanted, you know, the audio version of this, we are officially on Spotify. I believe I counted. We are uh, thirty six 
episodes deep. That's a lot. This, this, this a should lot. be 30, I think 37, right? Um, we, we haven't separated by seasons or anything like that. We're still in the talks about that. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that. We're going to take a, a little pause break, possibly. Yeah, no, for sure. We, we, we are. And, and look, and it's, and it's a small little break. It's just for a few weeks. Obviously, we got the summer break coming up and we got some things that we're planning as well. But uh, the main thing is that, yeah, if you want the audio version of these conversations, we got you now. Definitely check us out on Spotify. Uh, you'll find us under Keep Calm and Advent On. And if you go onto our Instagram page, we actually linked up a, a little story there that you can uh, click on it, and then you'll see how it links you up to Spotify to the podcast. And you can now do do your workouts and listen to us talk about hey, the things that matter the most. And and try try not to judge us off of our first episode. Yeah, oh man, yeah. the difference in. Oh, it's hilarious, it, it, actually. Quality. No, we understand. Look, we hopefully we've uh, we've been improving slowly. Um, and also there's like a we kind of divide our our keep calm and advent on life, uh, pre Martin and post Martin, you know. <laughs> and so you know, there's the, there's the pre Martin stage and then there's the post Martin stage. So I know oh, I, I remember uh, when I was typing things in, got uh, better after I arrived. We can talk about that behind the scenes, brother. We'll we'll talk about that. But hey, as I, was, I, I, I was, hear you, man. I hear you. As I was <laughs> typing in kind of the, the the information on every episode, it was weird putting in guest pastor Martin Zelaya. Guest pastor. I was wondering if I should put official crew member Martin <laughs> Zelaya in one of those episodes, but yeah, I, I, I left that but but definitely check us out and and you know what uh we want the word to get out of what we're doing with these conversations so if you're watching us right now don't forget to subscribe whether, whether you're watching on Facebook or on you know hit a like on Facebook subscribe on YouTube uh if you if you like the conversation also hit that like button on YouTube it turns out look i i'm not even trying to get into this stuff but i ran into algorithms recently and it turns out that if you don't like it people won't hear it something like that that's what YouTube does so uh you know it definitely helps out getting the word for these conversations with which with which we hope are of help to all of you have been a blessing to all of you and at least got you thinking of some things that maybe you weren't thinking about before yeah. um but uh but definitely if you are watching us share the video uh hit that like button it helps us out a lot um also we just want to recognize we got michelle giving us the happy sabbath uh good to see you come to new york andrew it's nice and cool over here see they're trying to get you over there andrew <laughs> hey maybe i knew I, I do need to go over there i've never been to new york i mean honestly i hate the i hate the heat it, it, you know i don't know um uh, for me, like perfect weather is like rainy and gloomy all the time. So I don't know, well, there you I don't go. know about snow so much, think, but rainy. I think gloomy. that might be Seattle for you, bro. There oh you yeah, it might, it might be. That's, it might that's, be exactly. <laughs> Maybe there should be a swap between you and Martin. How about that? And mind you, mind you, you got to keep this in mind. New York City is different to upstate New York. So everybody thinks when you, when you pronounce, oh, I'm New from New York, they think yeah. New York City. Yeah. It's way yeah. different, and Michelle can confirm. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. We also got Arturo Ramirez saying happy Sabbath out there. That's 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 my father-in-law. That's Andrew's father-in-law as well. So that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's always good. And Gio says we want he wants an announcement <laughs> that says Gio gets the shirt. Gio gets the shirt. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, hey, you know we'll, we'll talk about that behind scenes. Eventually, as well. I, th that? I think during the break he'll he'll hopefully receive it, right? <laughs> For sure. We got Jasmine also saying my happy wife. Sabbath. Um, and again, if you are watching us, let us know. Give us a happy Sabbath. We are live on Facebook. We're on live on YouTube right now, and we hope again that today's conversation is going to be a blessing. Now. For those of you that don't know, uh, today's conversation uh, is going to be an interesting one, I, I hope. Uh, definitely one that we haven't heard, I personally haven't heard, spoken about much. Uh, and this is basically the topic, right? How far will we go? That's the title. 
We're going to be talking about tech and faith, technology and faith today. Uh, But before we jump into this conversation, again, Jason will be coming in a little bit later. I think what he told us is that his MacBook is restarting. So hopefully he's coming in. Um, There is the irony of tech and faith. Yes, look at that. Okay. Um, oh my goodness, man! All right, it's it's all right, brother. While, while set yourself up right there, uh, I th- I think you're good. Um, but we're right about to start with the word of prayer. So, right. Andrew, you mind leading us in a word of prayer? Yes. Uh, let's let's uh, look far ahead. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you once again, Lord. As we're entering in your Sabbath, Lord, just asking that you would be with us, Lord. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I know I'm excited for this conversation. It's one that. You really don't hear too often, Lord, and um, it's something that I believe that um, we are currently trying to struggle through, Lord, as as far as the principles and where the uh, technology will lead us, Lord. Uh, So as we get into this conversation, I just want to ask that um, we would rely solely on you and the principles in your word, Lord, to guide us and navigate uh, uh, through uh, this conversation uh, tonight. Lord, I just ask uh, for a blessing for all of our hearers, Lord, and a blessing on us and your spirit may be with us now. Ask this in your name, I pray. Amen. 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 And once again, we thank everybody that's joining us live. Feel free to be part of this conversation. Uh, we are live on Facebook. We're on live on YouTube at this moment. Uh, we can see your comments at the moment, I think, coming in definitely from YouTube as, as we can see them. And we hope that uh, uh, that it's going to be a blessing ultimately and that uh, this conversation uh, may spark some thoughts in you. All right, guys. So, um, it's crazy because the more I thought about this conversation, the more I realized that there's no way to escape technology, right? No matter what you do. Definitely not. Uh, you, you can. It's just everywhere, right? It's absolutely everywhere. But as much as it's everywhere, there are certain pieces of technology that we're attracted to. And you guys know everyone that, that watches us at least regularly or, or at, maybe not live, but you know, afterwards. Uh, you know that we're, we try to be as real as possible when it comes to our conversations. And you know we're going to be a little vulnerable at this moment. And, and I want to see if you guys can share with everyone that's watching us, everybody that will be watching us, if there's a piece of tech that you are attached to. And, and, I, and I know you may not even think you're attached to something, but I know you are because we, we're all affected by technology one way or another. So is there a piece of tech that you are attached to? What is it and why? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. That way, everybody else uh, knows <laughs> the ice. Yeah, um, the yeah I'll break the, the ice. It's always it's, a, it's always easier that way. Um, I would say the two that I was that I am still attached to is number one the phone, um, because I before I I wouldn't I will have to split like the multiple multiple things I need to do through different devices. Sure. But sure. now I have everything here, so it's connected to the computer. It's connected to the iPad. Um, so I don't know about two, but the, at least the three that I'm connected to is the computer, the iPad, and the phone. Wow, brother. Just because I know that if I one breaks down, I have the other one, and then I make sure that they're all synced up. Um, and even now, as as a, a district pastor, I depend on it more. Mm-hmm. I, tried, I tried being that calendar person and that pencil and pad person. No, it didn't work. I for, I'll forget to write something somewhere and then I end up realizing I left it somewhere else or or I yeah, looked yeah. at something on my phone and then I forgot to put it on the calendar. It's horrible. But now that everything's synced up, I'm okay on all three, but I need all three. You need all three. Yeah. yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's tough to live without. By the way, uh, anybody that's watching us right now, if there's a piece of tech Right now, again, we're just opening up right now and just admitting what that piece of tech is. Guys, let me let me let me go next here real quick. 
Um, uh, it, it's weird. Obviously, we're going to say phone. We're going to say computer, stuff like that. I get that. But here, here's one that probably nobody knows about. I happen to get some smart lights from Costco. And I connected them <laughs> to my to my um, to uh, the little uh, uh, Google uh, Homes, the little speakers that you can speak into, and it tells you you know different bits of information. And I kid you not, I don't know if I can turn on the lights in my bedroom anymore without no. Google and without the smart <laughs> light. I don't even know how to turn them on anymore. I pretty much just say I'm not even going to say it right now because it's literally going to turn on my lights. Uh, but it, you know, I'll say hey, you know, whatever the name of the company, you know, that you do uh, web searches with, right? <laughs> Turn on my lights and here you go. And I, and I, I kid you not, like, it's weird how I've become dependent on that thing. Like before it used to be a switch, not anymore. I think we need and, a demonstration. <laughs> well, I'd have to take the camera to my bedroom. It's not going to happen. So tough luck. But Hey, how, how crazy is that? I just wanted to add to that because, you know, it's so funny how far we've come along with tech. Tell me why, you know, and, and this is just going off what you were saying. You know, one of my favorite things about my wife's car is that it has heated seats. But tell me why at times I put the heated seat, but I have the AC on at the same time. That's that's funny. <laughs> my wife looks at me like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I want to feel warm, uh, warm right down there. But I want to feel cool up here. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. By the way, like, by the way, look, apparently people don't believe me. Um, and Matthew is saying, do a demo. Yeah. Um, so you know what? Look, I, I kid you not. OK, here we go. Look, Hans, I'm not I'm not going to touch anything. Hey, Google, turn on the lights. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. Like, and this is just, this is the office here. I'm talking about my, my bedroom. I got, I got my living room as well. I'm, I'm starting to get addicted to these lights, by the way, I got to turn them off now, but, uh, cause they're too bright. But, uh, anyways, anyways, that, that, there you go, hey, Matthew. Google, I did the demo. The lights. <laughs> you do a Google 10%, a Google 20%. <laughs> hey, you guys need to stop that. All right. It's going to start going crazy. So. <laughs> Literally, it just did my lights. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Now we know how to prank him. Oh, boy. Uh, anyways, um, Jason, what about you? I want to honestly say it's my cell phone. Everything's on there. My banking. Uh, lately, like now, I have to make a lot more calls. I have to put addresses in there all the time. So my phone is it's it's in my it's on my persona. As long as I'm not in my house, it's on my persona. Hmm. I, I think a lot of us would probably admit that cell phones are just, they're just, they're just there. They're just part of us. So look, and, and by the way, um, we got some, we got some uh, uh, comments here as well. Uh, Michelle said a subwoofer. Um, <laughs> and, and by the way, you know that if you're listening to, I, I don't care what type of music you're listening to, but if you're listening to all music, but you don't have any bass going on, bro, uh, that's, that's a little rough. Um, Matthew, you don't, put, says, you don't put that treble up at 100 percent. No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, Matthew says uh, Sono sound system includes a soundbar, subwoofer, and two small speakers. It's fun. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, like we're all attached to something. I think now. Now here's the million dollar question. This is where we want to get into the heart of our conversation. I'm just curious, out of your experience, out of the stuff that you read, out of the stuff that you've dealt with at church, among young people, in your leadership positions, does the Bible say anything at all? about technology. Um, what have you guys picked up on that? Is there anything at all that we can grab from scripture about technology? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go also, cause I know it's a, it might get a little 
odd, but um, <laughs> in, in one of the last churches that I served, and, I, and even when I was at the university, um, I saw not only that technology was necessary, but it was also, it served like the double-edged sword. Mm. Um, nece necessity on one side, but also distraction on the other. And this is not just something, I guess, that we need to make clear to everyone that's watching. Um, this is now no longer just a problem of the youth. This mm. is a problem mm. for everyone. Everyone. Because adults, I, and it's crazy because maybe because the, the older generations never actually um, never actually had a phone growing up. Sure. That they might actually, I've seen it, they gravitated to it more. They're, they're even more distracted. And, and people that are watching maybe maybe telling, maybe, you know, can, can confirm or, or say that, that I'm lying. But it's no longer, it's no longer a, a young people problem. It's everybody's problem. You know, uh, uh, at church, I've seen people do great things with technology um, during their programs, sermon demonstrations, uh, uh, youth events, you name it. But I also seen the other one were, were uh, to not mention a, a church. Um, mm. I saw I saw one that was a whole row. I kid you not, a whole row of young people on their phones, and they were like this the whole time. Okay, but but was that was that like? Their way of being involved in the service, or they were just completely distracted. No, they were they completely on the Bible distracted. I, I've actually seen this twice in two different churches, you know. And 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 one of them, the speaker got their attention, and the other, I was a speaker, and I was just like, "Yo, like, what's what's going on?" You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but technology, at least what I've seen in the Bible, is anything that becomes an idol. I think uh, Matthew uh, wrote it there, right, where it says idols. Uh, I think the phone or even any type of tech that draws you your attention away from God can mm. easily become an idol. And the Bible has verses upon verses on idols. So I, I would go that direction. I mean, there, there is a lot that the Bible says. Um, if anything, I even feel like sometimes different translations of the Bible make it a little bit more clear. And one of those verses is um, Daniel 12, 4. If you read it in if you read it in English, um, let me actually pull it up in English because I have it in Spanish. If you read it in English, Daniel twelve four reads, "But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end, until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Knowledge, like usually, you don't start thinking technology when it comes to the word knowledge. You start thinking about knowledge, you start thinking." like book book smart right and you start sure. thinking like oh he knows math like oh he reads exceptionally well right but then when you switch it to um to to a spanish bible mm. let me pull it back up again yeah it'll it'll i'll if, if i it completely it, changes yeah. it, yeah, it, does, it and does. as a kid as a kid growing up in a in a hispanic church sure like even cell phones when they were first coming out it was like people would say like oh it, this is the diablo, like la that's, that's la the devil, that's the mark of the beast. Be yeah. Using this verse in <laughs> reference, because it's it, it literally says, um, "Muchos correrán de aquí mm. y la ciencia aumentará." Science will, will yeah. grow. Yeah. So yeah. It, it varies in translation, but the Bible does. I feel like it just it refers to it in general, like it does refer to technology as well. Andrew, I see you thinking. I see you thinking. What's going on? There's a, there's a lot uh, to say. This, you know, I, I had that verse here too. Uh, you know that um, that many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Now, mm -hmm. I, I guess I went at this from a different angle. 
and I kind of looked at a, a, a def. I took a definition. You know, I like to work with definition. And I actually took a definition to kind of expand on this, you know, and I looked into uh, what is what is technology? And I looked at uh, one of the definitions they had for technology is te technology. And this would make a lot more sense to uh, to that verse. It says technology is simply the application of knowledge to create useful things to solve problems or make life easier. Now, you think that definition, of course, when we think of technology, it's a lot more narrow right when we're thinking about the things that we're thinking about but if we take it from that perspective you know the technology is simply the application of knowledge to create useful things to solve problems or make life easier this mm. kind of uh, brings me back to the garden right we keep talking about the uh, the the story that keeps giving right in romans 8:20 20, 20 through 21 it says for the creation was subjected to frustration not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Now, I'm, I'm using this as a reference to, to show that obviously in the garden, we know that after the fall of man, uh, not only did we as humans start to, uh, 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 I guess, decay or degrade, so did deteriorate. the earth and everything started to deteriorate, right? But when we look at this definition, right, the technology is simply the application of knowledge to create useful things to solve problems or make life easier. To me, it seems like almost like technology is something that wouldn't have been needed if the fall never happened. Mm. Because we're using the knowledge that we have, obviously, that God gave us to, you, to, to make things, to invent things, you know, to solve problems or make life easier. Huh. Right. And this to me was something that, that was interesting because if we look uh, back in, in Genesis, right, where it talks about, uh, you know, work, right? You know, obviously we have work before uh, uh, the fall and work after the fall, right? If we, if we look into that, we can see that uh, in verses uh, Genesis 2, 9, it says, the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. You know, we know that there was some type of work, but it was not what it was after, right? In uh, Genesis 3, 17 through 19, it says, then, then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I commanded which I commanded you saying you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground for your sake in the toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life both thorns and thistles it shall be, bring forth for you right and you and you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face you shall eat the bread so to me it seems like technology is almost something that has been brought about to compensate where uh man is starting to degrade and, and the earth is starting to degrade, you know, and when we look at it from that perspective, you know, going back to uh, what uh, Jason was saying, as far as, uh, you know, an increase in knowledge, you know, and we look at technology now, you know, what things have we come up with to be able to solve some of the problems that we have or to make life easier, right? I just want to throw out the statistic and I'll give it back to you guys. It says, until the year 1900, Human knowledge approximately doubled every century. I said by by 1950, human knowledge doubled every 25 years. In 2000, human knowledge would double every year. Now our knowledge is almost doubling every day. Hmm. And th this, to me, is you know speaks to you know when what Daniel saw in in that prophecy. Imagine the things that he didn't understand when looking to the future. Andrew, that look, that it's interesting what what you said. I, I I was with you up until the point 
I, I kid you not. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I'm gonna push back on what you just said right go now. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, um, the 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 conclusion of technology comes after the fall or is a product of that. And let me give you my argument as to why I don't think that's the case. Right. Um, uh, there's there's a text, and and you know this by the way. Uh, this is Genesis one twenty eight. God creates man and woman in his image. And then there's a very interesting phrase there. He said, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Yeah. Fill the earth. And I think you know what I'm about to say. Yeah. And, and subdue it. Now, the question is, how, how was man going to subdue the earth? You Because that tells me that it wasn't God's intention for man and woman to live in, in like a weird primitive sense where nature's here and we live there, it seems as if God had given them the ability to eventually end up controlling, obviously in a, in a godly way, right? We're not talking about like, like what we do now where we just completely destroy the planet in the process, but, but there was a way they were going to subdue the planet. And I think that that's where tech was going to come in. Developments that God had, God had given humans the ability to discover things in their own world. Yeah, and uh, and kind of going back to that, I actually was trying to throw it back to you guys because I wanted to make that point. When we look at technology itself, to me, what I see is something <clears throat> something neutral. What you said was was something that I was going to bring up. It says, you know, God is looking for the uh, uh, the flourishment uh, uh, of of his people when he says, "Be fruitful and multiply." But the key part to that verse is that he says, "Be fruitful," right? He doesn't just say multiply. And I think that when we think of technology, right, um, it can be both used for good and for evil. And I think we're going to get into that. Fair, in a fair, bit. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But but then but, but we can't just then automatically put tech at the other side of sin. Sure. Right. Uh, that's what, what, what I meant to say is that because of sin, we almost our natural engagement is to com compensate for uh, I guess the degradation of. Uh, uh, of mankind. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I, I will say, look, I think I, I take a slightly different line to all three of you when it comes to what the Bible says about technology. Um, I, I think that if technology are certain advancements or things that we develop that make life easier up to a certain point, um, I think you have to consider uh, the things even you see in Genesis. For example, uh, we have um, the ark, right? Uh, the the ark, I, it, it appears that there was nothing like it mm -hmm. at that time. And all of a sudden, God gives this ability to construct it. Then you get the other side of it. I think this goes back to what you were saying, Andrew. Um, right after the flood, then you get the Tower of Babel. And there's it, there's a crazy verse. In fact, I should, I should look it up. But it literally says that they developed a way to build these constructions. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they found a way to basically form brick, right? And, and now this allowed them to do these things. So there was a uh, technological advancement there. But we can see how that was used for bad, whereas the ark was used for good, uh, and so on. There's a there's this uh, interesting text in Second Chronicles twenty six fifteen where it talks about uh, what happens in Jerusalem. I think this is under King Uzziah, uh, and it says that he made devices invented for use on the towers and mm -hmm. on the corner defenses, so that soldiers could shoot arrows and hurl large stones from the walls. And, that and sounds again, like now, the catapult, that, man. Those those are. For sure, medieval machines. For sure, for sure. But you see that there's this development. I would, I would argue this. I would say that technology is a morally neutral thing 
per scripture. That's that's mm. the way I would put it. And Andrew, I feel like you would agree with me on that, yes, right? 100%. It's neither good nor bad. The question is, how do we use the advancements that we have? Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, one one thing I wanted to add to that that um, you know, I was actually looking up this article where it says there we have three options when it comes to technology. Either, like we said, we run in fear from it mm. or we embrace it without question. Well, it, it gave us two options, but I added a third one. Either we run in fear, we embrace without question, or I threw some Bible, some, some, some Bible verse in there, or we work out our salvation with great fear and trembling when it comes to these, uh, these questions about uh, technology. You know, it, it's easy to go to either side and say, you know what, just like uh, Jason was saying, when it came to a fir- a phones first coming out, it's like, oh, that's the or uh, 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 Martin, that's the mark of the beast. Like we're not, we're not going to yeah. use that, you know. And we and, and we we run from it with fear, or we go to the opposite extreme and we say, hey, we take on this this technology without question, and and we're trying to move forward, you know. And and I think that's where we can end up in trouble. You know what? You know what, Andrew? I remember a time, Martin. You probably remember a time. In fact, I think this was at your church. I was sitting in your church back in the day. I'm talking about. I was a kid, man. <laughs> and I remember when PowerPoint that was the thing was the thing. And it had just come out and we started having pastors using PowerPoint. And I remember sitting in central Spanish church in Los Angeles. Okay. And hearing someone next to me say, this is a plan of the devil to distract us from scripture. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> what I heard. And, but, but you know, you're, you're right, Andrew, like eventually you get these developments and, and the, sometimes the reaction from Christians a lot of times is, hey, this is bad. Like, this is not good. This is something. And I think we got to take a step and we got to analyze. We got we to look at the situation and, and try to figure it out. I don't think it's just as easy as saying no. I think uh, I, I've even seen the other extreme. Uh, sorry, Andrew. Um, no, no, go for it. You're, it's, I, I, uh, I've seen the the one where people replace the use of the, the hymnal, right? To do something nice, right? Yeah, they, put, yeah. they put the display of, of the lyrics. Yeah. You know, and and it was nice, especially when you saw all the animation and, you know, people get so caught up in that. And I've heard I've heard similar comments. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, some were at Central also. Maybe it was just your church, brother. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which, by the way, say, hermano de la Iglesia Central. You know, just in yeah, case. Sure. If there sure. are any, hey, um, all, all, our, sure. all our churches are, we're including ourselves. We're all messed up in some way or another. <laughs> for sure, exactly. for sure. We're all, but, we're all navigating this. But we get so I, caught up in, in the change, right? Or in, yeah, yeah. or in the tech that we, I, maybe it's part even of our human nature that we automatically go to the extreme. We, we say that's is of the devil or that is, the the you know eso va distraer eso no va traer beneficio, but we should be asking ourselves okay so how can I use this to further the gospel which I think yeah. if we would ask ourselves more of that and less the other, we we would see positive things in in every area. Yeah, I, I think the more we look at technology itself and and we stay within the principles uh, that God gave us, you know, um, we can start to see that there is technology that can be used for good or for bad, just like we were saying. Uh, just to give you guys a couple of them, you know, things like nuclear fission, right? Things that can produce a, 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 a very low fuel cost, you know, produces yeah. no polluting gases. But at the same time, you can produce what? Nuclear weapons, you know, there's nuclear warfare, you know, it could be used for good or for, or for evil, you know, when it comes to uh, the whole uh, corona, coronavirus, you know, like if we think about from where we are now to back in the day, 
like how many people are working on a vaccine and how quick we've come up with one compared to, you know, you know, a couple of decades back, you know, it's like, wow, we came up with that so quick. And yet if we look at, you know, uh, things like transportation, we're also able to spread it more too. So mm-hmm. even though we're able, we have the technology to be able to come up with these vaccines, there are certain technologies like that also allow things to spread faster. Sure, well. sure, sure. So I think there's, we have to um, take a balanced approach, approach to it. There's a there's this movie called The Gods Must Be Crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's a really old movie from the eighties. Saw that in high school, brother. Okay. The, okay, this is a good movie, but <laughs> since since the first time I saw this movie, there's a specific line that the narrator reads. And ever since I saw that movie, it's been stuck in my head and it really fits in with what we're saying right now. Hmm. Uh, The narrator goes on to say, and he says, um, let me see. Um, Here you find civilized man. Civilized man refused to adapt himself to his environment. Instead, he adapted his environment to him. So he built cities, roads, vehicles, machinery, and he put up power lines to run his labor saving devices. But somehow, he didn't know where to stop. The more he improved his surroundings to make life easier, the more complicated he made it. So now, his children are sentenced to 10 to 15 years of school just to learn how to survive in this complex environment, complex and hazardous habitat that they were born into. Hmm. Technology really is a double-edged sword. Like, we look look at all the pollutions that we have, pollution that we have now. It started when? The big, the, the scientifically, the big, the ozone, the big hole in the ozone got started back in the industrial revolution. That's right. Yeah. 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 It helped humanity advance, but at what cost? Yeah. Right. Now look at as much as, uh, as much as we, we say, oh, technology is good. Technology is good. It is a double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. Right. Right. We could, you could have all the Bible texts you want in here. You could have. Everything practically now you literally have it's literally a mini computer, but then at the same time, statistically, the most porn is seen on this. Yeah, yeah, it's not on your yep. computer, yeah, it's on this. Everything that could be bad, it's on here, even though it's something to it's made to make our lives easier. Where yeah. do we stop? Where do we where do we learn how to not complicate things more? How, how far how far will we go right with all exactly these how far will we go yeah, that's that's the question you know and and look i, I I'm, I'm with you i i think that unfortunately in trying to make life better sometimes we've made it worse now there are also other complete extremes when it comes to uh technology i mean you know we we've talked about this before but sometimes there are certain biblical interpretations that we've given and we've applied it to tech and that's not the case uh, you know, we, just recently we were trying to have a discussion and, you know, again, the vaccine came up, right? Whether or not the vaccine is the mark of the beast or not. Um, I, I know that wasn't the conversation, but it, it popped up and you ask yourself, Hey, I, we also got to be careful not to demonize every single thing that's out there. Right. Um, when it comes to tech, I don't know if you guys have heard of any like weird biblical interpretations that they automatically apply to some type of tech. That's funny. Uh, what, what did they say? Do you guys remember what they were saying about uh, Y2K when that whole oh, when that right. whole thing happened? <laughs> right, that all the all the computers were going to shut down and and renumber themselves and based off Mayan calendars. And I don't even I don't even know where they got that. Maybe you. I mean, you guys 
but, or that but Andrew, prophecy well, I, or where they got that from. <laughs> yeah, but then but then there was it, it's fine, right? If you believe something bad is gonna happen technologically on on year two thousand, January first, right? As soon as it switches over. The problem I thought was when we started trying to apply Bible prophecy to these things, mm -hmm. because I remember people saying that as soon as that happened, there would be like this worldwide chaos. All of a sudden, then there would be worldwide control. Worldwide control would lead to some type of Sunday law. Sunday law would lead to some type of a mark of the beast. And then the mark of the beast would come. Jesus would come three and a half years later. Jesus is showing up in the year 2003. Like, like that, like literally that's, those were, I was exposed to those, those things. things that we heard at church. Yeah, And, and it's yeah. like, Whoa, I, I, I don't, like everybody ate hey, for a moment, just pause for a second and really think whether or not that's applicable. I mean, well, just, just, I think I mentioned it to you guys as well. When all of a sudden, like visa was coming out with like these, uh, when, when, before like your, your debit card was NFC that you could just tap it to pay when that technology was first starting to come out, like people were freaking out all over it because there were supposedly studies where the best place to put it was on your forehead and the best place to put it was on your right hand. And then automatically members yeah, from yeah. church everywhere were like, oh, there's the mark of the beast. Visa is going to be the mark of the beast. MasterCard is going to be the mark of the beast. It, again, trying to over over explain prophecy that doesn't need over explaining. And then you, you have that's a different... Um... What is it? Interpretation? Because, I mean, if you really look at how Adventists look at the mark of the beast, are really different to what evangelicals look at the mark of the beast. Yeah. And even among that, uh, you wouldn't even have to go as far back as Y2K. Think about the Mayan calendar in 2012. Yeah. You know, you would have preachers all in all different denominations say that this and this is going to happen. The Mayans got it right. And then they brought into it. I don't know how uh, in uh Verses in Revelation and not even verses in Daniel, but just Revelation and then others in, in the Old Testament that talked about doomsday prophecies. And they made the mathematics or made the Hebrew or Greek interpretation. And bam, that's yeah. exactly the Mayans got it right 2012. And that's not what happened. You know, when, when we go, I think what, what Jason hit, when we try to model or fit uh, these extreme um, views when it comes to uh, uh, technology, end of time, we not only tend to mislead ourselves, we mislead others. And a lot of people have been misled yeah. and that has yes. has caused them to step away from God, the church, yeah. the Bible completely. Yes. yes. I, I want, wanted to say something, you know, uh, I think like what, what Martin was saying, you know, sometimes we lose focus about what it's really about. But something I just kind of wanted to just throw out there or when we're talking about uh, the, the vaccine, right, where people say this, the mark of the beast or or what say you and then some people I, i've heard other people say where oh it's not even if it's not the mark of the beast it can condition us for the it's like a preparation for sure. the the mark of the beast and, and i think to myself when we start getting to that place right where we're looking either into conspiracy then we're comp completely taking our focus off off of jesus and we're just focusing on that you know it's almost like we're doing what the jews did i, I believe it's what the mishnah yeah. where they created all these laws to help them uh, keep the Ten Commandments, so mm -hmm. so that we won't break the Ten Commandments. Let's make all these other laws that will that will prevent us before even getting to breaking that law. And sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, just like the Jewish people, we're we're doing that. You know, oh, you know, this could be a preparation, or uh, uh, even if it's not the mark of the beast, preparation for it. You know, our conditioning is like we're our focus at that point is so far out 
that we're looking for these conspiracies that we're are we're looking for the conspiracies we're not looking for jesus mm. yeah i you know um you mentioned about control through the vaccine and i wonder like like do we really do this when i think you're way more controlled through your cell phone than through a vaccine i mean i mean let's let's be serious about this for a second right um people are way more addicted to their cell phone there is no comparison whatsoever and and these are the things where hey let's let's be as biblical as we can Let, let's actually put things in their perspective let's not be sensational with these things now on the other hand though I think there are technologies that are bad, though. Like, I, like don't get me wrong. Uh, you, you mentioned a nuclear fission, but I, mean, I, I think uh, um, missile development, right? The, 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 these technological advances where we can kill people with more preciseness, I don't think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely doesn't fall in the Christian paradigm. Oh, but it turns gray once you say it's under the name of protection. And then you start, start mer merging. You know what I'm saying? And then we start to deal with all these different things, and that's exactly what we're gonna where we're headed to in the future. For, Dealing for, with these principles, yeah. you know. And we were talking about this before, you know, when it comes to technology, you know, uh, we're dealing with these things that you know are fairly new, you know, in the past, you know, or even now, you know, some of the things that are present truth are things like social justice, you know, all the different uh, uh, the movements that are going on. That's our present truth. But then all of a sudden in the future, we're looking at things like AI and all these technologies where we're going to have to deal with questions on, on, on which things are moral in technology that we're not dealing with right now. You know, uh, for example, yeah, yeah. with the yeah. chicken. Remember, I told you guys about chicken. There's yeah, a place cloning in process. Yeah. A place in Japan where they're taking cells of the chicken and they can produce the entire chicken and they're selling it. And they want to do this in a mass sense. And when you think about it from a moral perspective, you say, oh, you know, that's good. You're not killing chickens. But then you struggle through that and you say, wait, this is manufactured. You know how, you know, and then you start to struggle with those ideas. And I think that's what we're doing uh, in this day and age. At least what we're trying to do is trying yeah. to uh, 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 guide our moral compass through some of these issues. For sure. Now, I, I want to go ahead and I want to recognize some of the comments that are coming in. Uh, Michelle uh, brings up uh, an interesting comment. I, you know, I can I can see. How do I put it? I, I can I can feel what she's trying to express here, right? She says, "Bible on her phones, no more physical Bible, no more physical hymn book." She's like, "Sigh, right?" Yeah, and look, and I and I get it. I get it. Here's I I Michelle. I'm going to open up my heart to you for one second. I wouldn't have a problem with no bi no physical Bibles if the Bibles on our phone were truly being used. But more often than not, mm -hmm. and this is what I think Martin was trying to point to, is that we could be in a church service, and my dear young people will take out their phone, and it isn't to look up the Bible verse. It's to look up something else. And there I would prefer that you have a physical Bible in your hand than you actually have your phone. Yeah. See, look, this is, this is I, I think we're going to get to this point over and over again, right? But it goes back to this idea of how are we using the technology? Because let me tell you, I have never studied the Bible better in my entire life than now when I have all these resources available in, in my tablet, in my computer, in my phone. At any moment when I need to look up a Greek word, I don't have to go to Strong's. I could literally just pull up my phone and I'm looking at the Greek word. I'm looking at the root words. I'm looking at the etymology. I'm understanding all of that. These are great tools. And yet I feel like we're not using them. 
And I think that's where the problem comes in. By the way, we now all have hymn books in our cell phones. And yet for whatever reason, I feel like people are singing less. So, so, so what's happening? You see what I'm saying? Like it, the issue at this point is that it's, it's almost like, I, I dare say that technology also makes us lazy. Oh and yes. Making us lazy, we no longer are, are pushing to be able to work hard for these things that we used to work for. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just, There's, just think about how many phone numbers did you used to memorize when you were like, let's say when we were all <laughs> preteens, early teens. You knew your mom's number, you knew your dad's number, you knew your house number, you knew your tias and your tios, and you knew them by heart. Now you, it's, I fall under it. Sometimes I don't even remember my wife's phone number. Do you yeah, remember your me, own? Do you remember here, your own? I, I know my own. Okay. Sometimes I even forget, <laughs> I'll forget, I'll forget the last two digits of my wife's, yeah. wife's phone number. That like, not just as much as technology helps us, it sometimes not just that, it just makes us, it kind of makes us dumb. Mm. Because we become so lazy. Now there's no need mm. to memorize a Bible verse. Why? I could look it up on my phone. Jason, but I would I would just push back. I would say, and, I, and I'm pushing back on myself here. I would say it's not so much technology makes us dumb us. or lazy. It's it's that for whatever reason, right? We're not using it the right way. Exactly. Yeah. We're not using it the right way. Instead of just facilitating us like, Oh, like I can't, like, I know, I know that Bible verse, but I can't remember it. We decided to not even go back in the physical Bible to remember it to begin. Yeah, yeah, We're just bro. like, oh, it's in my phone. I don't need it's to. my phone. Right, right. Can I say something? This is, this is, this is embarrassing, man. When we think about where we've come, you know, and I, and I, and I, like you guys said, I apply myself because I'm, I'm the first one to, 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 to do that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. the thing that's so embarrassing that we think about it, it's no wonder why when we think about, oh, you know, one of the biggest things against the Bible is that. Oh, how could these uh these men remember all these things and mm. jot them down? Mm. Dude, oral tradition and the memory and like the things that have changed culturally and the technology, like now we don't have to remember anything. Type in the GPS, you know, you don't even have like the Thomas guy, you don't need any of that. Like in oral tradition, this is what they practice. They large portions of scripture to memory. Like, so yeah. it's no wonder why when we look at that, we are like, oh, you know, they couldn't have done that. How's that possible? I can't do that. But it's like, right. like it's an embarrassment. It really is. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a. Uh, I want to add to what you just said. I think it's a problem just here. Any place that is overdeveloped, because if you look at other countries, other countries that are not as technologically advanced, or they don't have at least that resource in their hands, like in their literal hands, like we do, right, bro? Like you'll you'll find people that have that same knowledge of the Bible of other stuff. Their brain is so, uh, uh, you know, like, like people like like Jason work out, you know, and they work out, they 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 sculpt and, and they they work out their body, right? The same way as our mind. Our mind is a muscle that we now tend to use less and less because of the fact that we don't have to. You know, the verse a verse that came to my mind is Hosea four six. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, mm. and it's not because. We don't have knowledge at our at our fingertips. It's because we have it so easy that we're just like, oh, you, well, you know what? I don't really got to because right. all I got to do is type in a few keywords and bam, I have right. it at my fingertips. Right. right. But in other other countries, they don't have that luxury that we do. Yeah, well, and now now let me say now let me say how crazy this is because I remember I, 
you talked about Jason, right? And for those of you who don't know, Jason spends about six to seven hours in the gym every day. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Jason, but Jason, you know, hey, hey bro, I, I hope that that gym to Bible ratio is, is balanced. Oh no, no, he spends twelve hours in the Bible. No, but um, for those of you who don't know, right? Jason's out there. He's trying to compete, lifting weights, stuff like that. Now that takes a lot of discipline. But I remember I had a cousin who ended up purchasing this thing that he would attach to his muscles so that he could sit there at church and, and work out at the same time. Bowflex? Is that Bowflex? Oh I don't know goodness. what it was, but it was like Does it, does it give shock. you electrical shocks? Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I've seen the ones with like, the abs that people buy too. Yes. Now, you know what it is though? We're also trying to find easy fixes for things. Yeah. And we're, 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 it's almost like we're just trying to create this world that revolves around us and makes my life easier and makes everything uh, about me just, just, just about me, right? Because there are many other things that we could do with the tech, but we don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and really, it's how can I make my life easier? Not how can I make other people's lives easier? How can I make my life easier in the process? Get me the result that takes a lot of work, but I'm, you know. It's going to find an easy way out. Something that, now that you say that, something that really blew my mind. I don't, I don't know if you guys know about all the experimenting that Elon Musk has done with um, putting chips into the brain and whatnot. He he said in an interview, he's like, yeah, we're going to get to the point where we're, in, we're going to be able to talk but not have to move our mouths. That's just great. Like, it, it, it blows my mind. Like, it, like we're really like... The fact that technology could literally get us, we're already literally in a theoretical and mathematical yeah. point. That's yeah. possible. Never, not even 10 years ago or even five years ago where we have thought, oh, I want something that's not going to allow me to, like, so I could speak without opening my mouth. Just literally telepathically because I have a chip in my head that could connect to the chip in your head. But is that right, though? Is that right? That's, that's the, the thing. Is yeah. it right? Oh, that's man. the thing. That's, that's where... Yeah. That's where... It, your perception of morals is really going to come into into play just right, like right. when it comes to human just to human human enhancements in general mm -hmm. like i am 100% against um what, what, what's the term um I, I spoke to you guys about this the other day um designer babies yeah designer babies i am 100% yeah. i am i am all for technology advancements and scientific advancements to help Dumb down the numbers of Alzheimer's disease, dumb down the numbers of Patois disease, the, all these detrimental diseases to the human race. I am all for it. But if you go ahead and you're literally paying millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to make sure that your kid has blue eyes, just to make sure that your kid will be a pro at this or something, I am 100% against that. But what is that? What is that, Jason? What does that say about me, it though? Yeah. That, that's, to me, that's, that's trying to play God. Mm hmm. I understand trying to help the human race because that's what we, that's what God calls us out to do, to, to help one another. If I could help someone, if I knew that I, somehow I could make a gene make a gene be expressed so that your future child isn't going to have Down syndrome, to me that's being helpful. But if I'm going to do that same gene expression just to make sure that your child has abs because you want your child to have abs later on in the future, that to me there's no there's no yeah. that to me isn't helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can can I can I uh, add add to that? You know, because it seems like uh you know now that it seems like a, a conversation that we had before on materialism and technology are coming together right here, and I wanted to give you guys the the definition for materialism again, and compare that with technology with the definition of technology and 
and kind of give you guys some principles, right? A materialism says a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the the one the other definition I gave for technology is technology is simply the application of knowledge to create useful things to solve problems or make life easier. This, right. To me, it seems when we're starting to jump jump into that thing that you're talking about, the what did you say, uh, Jason, the baby, designer, the, designer, the, designer, designer babies, babies, right? If we're considering technology as a way to solve problems or make life easier, I don't think this almost fits into either. This is almost turning into self-pleasure. Right, technology or knowledge that is being used for self pleasure or vanity, for vanity, vanity yeah. or for for materialism. Right. So I think when we start thinking about technology, whether it could be good or bad, I think that's something that we can fall on. You know, when all of a sudden the technology is no longer being used to solve problems or make life easier, all of a sudden it's it's about us and uh, the, our selfish purposes. You know, I think that's when we can start to say, okay, this technology maybe is not so good. You know, and I want to give you guys some examples of this, you know, because we're, we're talking about technology, whether technology is good or bad. But I, I looked up uh, top 10 useless inventions. Right. <laughs> this is where we're headed to. I, I, I put this on everything. I'm just going to name a couple of them. The, uh, the number two says a butter stick. It's, it's a, a chap. It looks like a chapstick with butter in it so that you can just go like this on your bread and not have to break break out out the tub of, uh, of butter. Come on. Uh, there's another one that says shoe umbrellas. Like how how vain do you have to be to care about your shoes? Shoe umbrellas. Yeah, hey, I've I mean, seen uh, I've seen uh, people put uh, bags around their their brand new Jordans or brand that's new. That's, LeBron, that's the right bro. way of doing it. That's the right way of doing it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this is what we're using technology. Uh, uh, right here we have um, a USB pet rock. Like literally doesn't do anything. Like what is the purpose of this? Right, a motorized ice cream cone. Just so that you don't have to continue moving it, like these things are crazy, man. <laughs> hey, Andrew, 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 Andrew. But look, look, look. See, you're pointing this stuff out. It's cracking me up. By the way, I would push back on the butter stick because I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. I don't think that's useless. But you know what? You point out to some things. Um, what is the thing that motivates us? That pushes us? That 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 you know. Um, the, the, the telos, as the Greeks would put it, right? This this ultimate goal, and it almost seems as if it's not really to better humanity. It's not. We're, it's. I feel like we're almost living we in We use a, that in, as a claim. Yeah, but but it's almost like we're living in just like this um in in like a in like a useless world that has no purpose whatsoever in a, in a purposeless world. Now, let me let me shift the conversation for you guys just a little bit. There are some great technologies out there we don't deny that but we're also starting to see how that affects us socially right how that affects us relationally so let me ask you guys that right because i think looking at the useless things that that andrew pointed to you know looking at looking at the butter these, sticker, are, what these, is are, it? these are extreme but i'm it, saying there's I, like, some of these things that you know yeah. like what you're, uh, what uh, jason is saying being able to talk without like you know sometimes well, you're like, okay, your mouth. yeah how's that you, helping you know what i'm saying a USB pet rock. Wow. Okay. But but look, look, let's go to some of these mainstream things, right? What do you guys feel? In fact, let, let's even put the question up here, right? How has tech affected us relationally? What I have you guys seen with that? Yeah. I've seen I've, I've seen that in well, I at first when I used to be a lot into uh, gaming, 
Um, I would want to be more present with my friends, which I knew, like I know you guys physically, right? Like I've seen you guys in person, uh, but I would have better conversations with them while we were doing something uh, either on the Xbox or on yeah. PlayStation, whatever. Um, but up to a certain point, I began to see how it affected my relationship say with my family like i was mm. i was even worse tempered I, I i i had no color in my appearance because i was indoors all the time you know mm. um i i would not sleep because i was playing all that all that amount of time so that's how i was and by the grace of god the lord brought me out of that but i've seen this in certain relatives of mine that they play and they play for um and maybe hopefully one of them is watching so he, he can see that that we're all paying attention to to the fact that he needs to work on his social skills. Um, he can have friends that he can talk to online, but right. when they're in person together, okay. they have no communicate. They don't know how to talk to each other. Sure. But you put them behind a screen and and they're all of a sudden, you know, like they, they, they go, they, they, it almost like the screen it's almost like their mask that they can do everything through you know um and i find that very interesting because i saw another another part of that when people started to use more um the atms and they didn't they wouldn't go into the banks and talk with the tellers uh i don't know i don't know if, you, if maybe you guys have seen that also where people not only are no longer looking at each other in the face saying at each other you know good morning good afternoon yeah, hey, how you doing how how's your day going you know, um, because you can see loneliness is is getting bigger in the world because of our lack of social interaction. You know what? There was a there was some interesting studies that came out. By the way, I, I didn't know this. Uh, it looks like the average person checks their phone eighty five times a day. Um, you, you beat me. You beat me to the stats. Oh, did Absolute you? Okay, <laughs> okay. eighty five times a day. Um, uh, with gaming, you mentioned gaming. I I, I wrote this down. Apparently, there's a new disorder developing, and that's a uh, internet gaming disorder, and and basically that that deals with and if you have five of the following nine through a twelve month period, you are considered to have an internet gaming disorder, which is gaming preoccupation, withdrawal, tolerance, loss of interest in other activities, downplaying the use of games. When you ever told a teenager you're playing too many games and they said, no, I'm not, right? Okay, that, that's the idea. Loss of relationship, education, or, or career opportunities, gaming to escape or relieve anxiety, guilt, or other negative mood states, failure to control, continued gaming despite psychosocial problems. You know what? That's that I I'm, I say this with all due respect and with all the love that I can I can come up with. <clears throat> I know a lot of young people that are dealing with that. Oh, that's the funny thing, though. It turns out 20% of gamers are under the age of 18. Everyone yeah. else is over 18. So so then what are you seeing? This is a, a problem that's just developing. And, of course, we're talking about gaming. But I think that even social media, right? How much easier is it for you to go on Twitter and blast someone you than actually go and tell them in their face. And so <laughs> what happens then when you go and actually confront someone face to face, you have no social skills and all you end up doing is fighting at the end. And this is why we're starting to see all these things break out in our society. Yeah. Problematic yeah. guys. Very no, problematic. Not, not just that. I went through a, a situation just like that. And the thing is like, there's so many people that could talk so bad about a person online 
And because of how big social media is, they could just say all these things. And it's crazy how something that's on my phone affects me so much physically. Yeah. In my, in my case, in my case, this happened. And when I saw the person, when I saw that person in front of me, I had no, I had no idea to like say something personal. I was like, whatever, like this happened, whatever. The person was really shy. They kind of were cowarding. And then I, in no sense, had any intention of being disrespectful to the person. But that happened. But then what happens to the person that gets all this hate online, gets all this hate through our social media? Cyberbullying, yeah. But they just take it in. And they just take it in. How many cases have there been at schools where the kids commit suicide Mm -hmm. because of all their harsh comments on on Instagram, all the harsh comments on Facebook? And then again, how many times have there been people crying out for help on social media? But we're so blinded to what's going on through technology. Like, oh, that's kind of normal. Like, it's sad that it's getting to a stage where it's like, oh, that's normal for that to happen. That we're losing people that shouldn't have been lost. Mm -hmm. For sure. uh, sure. uh, Before I even say uh, my piece, I kind of want to just recognize some comments before we go further. You know, uh, Michelle says, what we need is Nokia 3310 cell phones. Man, I don't, I don't even know what, what cell phone that is. The only the Nokia that, that one, I remember. The only, the, the, the only one that you had the snake on. The only game uh, you had the, the one I remember <laughs> was uh, the chirp on. one. The chirp one that everyone had. The blue one oh, that the, everybody uh, wanted. If, if about, the boost, mo- boost Mobile one. Yeah, let me yeah. let me tell you, I spent countless hours on Snake on that Nokia, bro. Uh, <laughs> too, bro. That's why. That's why when she wrote that, oh, I was man. like, I know that model of phone. Man, <laughs> I developed yeah. Purple Tunnel because of that. Like, yes. <laughs> Uh, we have another comment. That says, she says, uh, um, we need a part two of this discussion. I don't, I don't know uh, if we're going to do that. And then, yeah, you know, yeah, we, science part I, two. I know. Matthew, Matthew Reyes, Reyes. Right. Hey, Matthew, we're still waiting on science part two. Uh, hey. So we're with you, brother. <laughs> hey, I wanted to do one on AI. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have one of those in the future. <laughs> for, for, for sure, for sure. But uh, uh, getting back to the conversation, uh, what you guys were saying. You know, I, we're coming down hard on the gamers, but I, I think we'll all admit here that we were all gamers at one point. And I can say that from my own personal experience. I, I think used to, the four of us were at some I point. used to rage quit. Like, people that know me laugh at me today because they, <laughs> they say they remember that I, dude, I used to do this. I used to hit myself in the head. Oh, wow. Oh, bro. That's crazy, oh, no. dude. <laughs> I would go, like, when I would lose, I would start going boom, boom. And I was like... <laughs> Throwing chairs and everything. Hey, hey, like, hey, don't don't feel bad, Andrew. Don't feel bad. I, I went through my stage in college, and this is what would happen. I would literally I have my own dorm room. So literally, it was like a Monday night, Tuesday night, and no one had seen me step out of my dorm room. They'd come and knock like at 1130 at night, and I'd open the door, and they're like, Hey Mitch, are you all right? And my eyes were like bloodshot red. I had like 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 five, six, seven open water bottles that were completely empty. My computer is on. My lights are dark. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Leave me alone. Like, like literally, <laughs> that was it, me. it just, it consumes you. It can consume you. By the way, the tech is amazing on some of these video games. Like, yeah. it, like we don't deny that. And yet, whoa, be careful where this is leading you to. Mm-hmm. It, it, can I drop some more stats for you guys? Uh, just Go kind of going it. along with, uh, you know, how does this affect us uh, relationally? You know, there was a survey done on uh, students uh, uh, and tech. And this kind of maybe a pushback on you, Mitch, without trying to do it. You know, uh, the multitasking. They were doing a, a survey on students 
who brought in their laptops and all their tech and they had like all kinds of windows open to the to the student who had no laptop right sure, this was sure. a service a survey that the students were saying that they could they wanted the laptop so they could multitask and, and do better it says that uh, when they did the study it said upwards of 40 percent were less productive due to too many options and then i mean if you think about it i mean everything sometimes it's hard to focus when you have like a billion windows you know so it says up to 40 percent were less productive that blew my mind Right. That's, why, that's why, Andrew, that's why I got double two screens going on, brother. You got to have two screens. It's the only actually, way you can multitask. I actually had a professor a professor in college. Um, Martin might have heard of him, um, Professor Villanueva, that pulled a slick one on, our, on one of my classes. Um, this guy would never let phones out. He would never let laptops out, iPads or whatever. One, one semester, he, he decided he was going to go for it. He was going to allow us. And his little experiment was to see how the grades dropped. That was his, that was that was his <laughs> hypothesis from the beginning. That was literally the man's hypothesis from the beginning to see how grades would drop. Did it happen? Oh, his 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 yeah. And that his survey hypothesis also, it also became, dropped too. His his hypothesis became true. A lot of yeah. students that, like really played like dropped. For me, yeah. it was kind of hard because if I didn't pay attention to the man, he he did speak like quite low. He wouldn't talk out loud. So for me, I, I, I physically couldn't because I would fall asleep in that class. So I would have to pay attention. If I went off on my computer, I would probably fall asleep in that class too. So for me, I, 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 I don't think I was part of the statistic. But the fact that <laughs> I knew that we're, that we're actually happened, be part of the and that he told us that he told us that at the end of the semester, it blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jason, your, your grade dropped, in other words, because you were falling asleep, not because of the tech. Right. More that's, so. right that's what I'm understanding. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Got it. Got I, it. I got some more statistics right here. Um, uh, they did a study in the last three decades between children, adults, you know, uh, all the ages. Says there is a shrinking attention span. The average person. Oh, you said six, uh, 80 times. Mine said sixty times. So somewhere in between, right? They the average person checks their phone. Uh, average of sixty to eighty times. Right. Fifty min. Fifteen minutes in between. Right. And it says half those times. They have nothing to do with the alerts, right? Yes, it's just right. us, us right. checking it. Yes. It creates a, a type of low anxiety. It right. says they, uh, another study on high school students said that they only have a three-minute attention span, Mercy. right? And this, yeah. and this last, last quote that I have for you guys from Utah State University says, the overall survey results show that higher levels of technology use and technoference adds up to significantly, significantly less time spent together as less uh, spent together, um, it says less satisfaction and connection and higher levels of depression and anxiety. He said, when asked if he has advice for the upcoming holidays, he said, talk more, use your phones less and be where you are. Well, you know what? Let me add something to that because um, it, it should be said, how often do we see a family, mother, father, children, and, you know, depending on the ages, but you'll see half of the family, if not all of the family on their cell phones. Yeah. Like I've seen that at restaurants. I've caught myself doing that. My wife and I, we, we had had a discussion on that. And we literally said, you know what? As we're eating with Mike and Chloe, my five-year-old, my three-year-old, uh, we got to put the cell phones away. Sometimes you're right. You don't even check the cell phone because you got an alert. You check it because it's habit. Check, check this out. Uh, Aza Raskin, who is the 
uh, who is officially the creator of the infinite scroll, you know, where you're like on uh, social media, he used to work with Mozilla and he used to work with Jawbone, I think it was, but he has this, this incredible quote, right? When he talks about what happened with all these social media advances, they said, it's as if they're taking behavioral cocaine and just sprinkling it all over your interface. And that's the thing that keeps you like coming back and back and back. Mercy. And it's true. I will tell you, I've done this before where I'm standing somewhere in line, maybe to the post office, whatever it is. And I just take out my phone without even thinking about it. I unlock my phone. By the way, I don't even have to put in my code anymore, right? Maybe with the mask, but Apple fixed that situation recently. All I'm saying is that you, it, it's got it already. So that just opens up and you go on to social media and there's an algorithm all behind it so that you keep scrolling. You keep looking at the things that you want to look at. And I think what that does is it creates isolation, it, right? It, 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 it creates more division than it actually brings us together. That's that my opinion, but I, I believe that. Tell me the why uh, sometimes I'll, I'll feel my, 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 my leg vibrating and I'll look and my phone's not even in there. That's exactly what I was about to that's say. Freaking, that's that's exactly uh, what I was about I think to they, mention. they called that phantom, phantom, vibration, phantom vibration syndrome. Phantom vibration system. That's crazy. And I was actually <laughs> reading up on that. That actually started happening ever since the pager existed. Yeah. Once the pager came out, you got or the beepers. Yeah, like I would, I, I, like I, I remember. Like I don't know if a lot of our viewers might remember those, but the, that, that was a thing. The pager, the before texting existed, you had a pager, you had your beeper. Yeah. And ever since then, the phantom vibration system. Um, Crazy, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I that I could recall when I was in high school, it happened to me a couple times. Well, I would check my phone. And it's like, oh, my phone's not in my pocket. I, I seriously just felt it like it was vibrating. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys made me feel a lot better because I thought I was the only one going through that. Dude, I, um, that <laughs> happens to me all the time. All the my phone vibrating. It's not really vibrating. It's pretty bad. I'll now, look at my leg. Like, is it shaking? Like, what's yeah, going yeah. On? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, now, okay. So relationally, obviously, we know it can have a problem. And I think this is a bigger question, right? And for those of you who are watching live at this moment, again, thank you for joining us. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. If you are uh, interested in this conversation, if this conversation is triggering some thoughts, and I think this is where our goal is mainly in the next few minutes, uh, but, you know, just, just hit that like button using the tech. Imagine that, right? We're using tech to, uh, to spread the message here. Here we go. Um, but hit that like button, right? Subscribe. Definitely helps out. Get the word. Now, here's, here's the question I wanted to ask you guys. Relationally is one thing. This is where our main concern is at. How does tech affect us spiritually? Right? How does it? Now, we've already, I think we've already established that tech is morally neutral in scripture, right? And isn't like it's good or bad. I'm assuming that we can come up with examples where something is totally bad and something is really good, but um, can it affect us spiritually? And, I, and I, I'll be the first one to say yes, but I just kind of want to hear what you guys have to think about that. That is a definite yes. How so? How so? Come on, Jason. Okay, okay look. Yeah, come on, dude. Just, just How? Back, back to the <laughs> cell phones. And yeah, yeah. Andrew's done it. Um, you've done it. We we all we've all had our moments where we where we're where we show our faults. One of mine, one of my big ones. I'm a huge soccer nerd, a huge soccer nerd. But there was a point in time where I just could not let go of soccer, even on the weekends. Like that was that was something that was a battle for me. Like especially because all the Champions League matches are on the weekends. All these big classicals are always on Saturdays. I got to the point where I would watch soccer games in church just to keep track of the score. 
the sermon was up, and this is this is actually at Antillian, my first my first year in Antillian. Well, Martin was preaching. No, Martin wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. I, I actually All did right. not. I had no. I had no knowledge of Martin at that time. I see. I got you. Okay. <laughs> um, but I would I would literally be in church, have my phone in my Bible, mm. just to watch the soccer game to be able to keep up with the classical. Like that, that like I got to that point. So if you're gonna say, how does it affect our spiritual habit? Look at that right there. Yeah. Look at what I was doing, and I know I'm not the only one that, that, that's done it before. Um, that I've I've seen it where people are watching Netflix in church. Yeah. And other things like yeah, that. Yeah. And how many parents now, instead of having their little kid cry in church, they give them a tablet and straight to YouTube watching cartoons within the yes. sermon. Right. Right. Like I remember when I was a kid, my mom would take me a flan a flanelografo. I don't know if you guys even have a lot of our viewers know what that is. The little the little booklets like they were the, were like the little like boards where they would like stick like yeah. Yeah, like cloth things, yeah. whatnot, to show kids' stories. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my mom actually had like a Bible version of, of me to use in church instead, you know? But now it's not that. Now it's straight to the phone for little kids, yeah. you yeah. know? And how is that not hindering their, at that very young age? Now, kids are sponges. They soak in everything. Yeah. Even if you think a kid isn't paying attention, at that age, they're plastic. Their mind is plastic. You might not think that they're, they might have listened to whatever the pastor might be saying, but they're picking up on things. So if their mind is focused on what their iPad is telling them, what that cartoon is telling them, instead of what they might pick up from that pastor, where do you think that child's spirituality might be later on in the future? Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely true, especially for parents, right? Um, something to think about. So um, growing up, Jason, Jason touched on something, uh, especially that he mentioned what happened when he was little, right? Uh, the, that word that I'm not even going to try to pronounce in Spanish uh, because, uh, but I, I've seen it. I actually uh, found a few uh, at, at our church and we're going to use that for the kids. Um, but uh, what I've seen, uh, like I mentioned before, you know, um, technology is, is, is something that has both benefits and has obvious distractions and, and, you know, things that would draw us, would draw our attention away. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we can actually take, you know, like whatever tech it is or whatever uh, desire we may have that draws us away from God, we need to start asking the Lord, like, Lord, help us uh, overcome that, right? Um, when we were, when I was younger, um, since I'm, I'm the oldest one in, in between all the four of you, you know, the, between the three of uh, four of us, um, I have a, t I had a teacher in juniors, or mm. juniors and early teens mm. that because she saw us get distracted, um, she challenged us to do something um, that I think to this day has actually benefited me uh, and the few of my friends that from that class that are still in church um, to focus on the sermon, just on the sermon alone. So, so she would, what she would have us do, she'll give us each of us a, a notebook and she says, okay, I need you guys to track how many times the pastor says amen, how many times the pastor says Jesus, how many times the, the pastor says Dios. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I kid you not, dude, like like because we wanted to be the ones to get the prize, you know, uh, uh we had to pay attention to the sermon. Sure. You know, and and that growing up, honestly, that's one of the memories that I that I have that I was like, wow, you know, if if it wouldn't have been for that type of method for someone to try to help our focus, our 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 attention to something that would that would benefit our our 
our spiritual life. Um, I don't, I honestly don't think I would be here with you guys because that was, those were one of those mentors that sure. I had growing up, um, in La Central that, that were really a blessing to me. And I think with, with now, especially a lot of the young people, even the adults, um, because I think, I think they even have a, a bigger responsibility to, to show the example, you know, mm -hmm. because the adult is more aware or should be at least more aware of the distractions that we may have and the example we're setting to other people around us, we should be asking God, like, Lord, like, is this thing drawing my attention away? Am I getting distracted by that? What what Jason mentioned is that it's very true. You know, maybe I didn't see him, uh, you know, have the, the Bible with, with the game, but I, and, and because Jason was at the same university, our, our chapel, which was our church, has a sound booth that's up high. So you yeah. can see down to the people who are sitting. And bro, I saw people with even with the Bible open, and they were they were hacking the phone middle. in here, and 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 some of them were they were yeah. at least trying to be slick that way, right? Others were just playing, watching TV or watching something on their phone, but they were in the back row, you know. So it's a distraction. What is causing our attention to be away from God? And definitely, I, I think technology does have that um, does have that hold on us, but because we allowed it to. Exactly. We are responsible for that. So, so let me. I, I want to put it this way. Um, I, I think we should we should do a, a personal check when it comes to this question. And I would say, I, I literally wrote, wrote this question now. And this is a question that comes to me first and foremost. But feel free, anybody else, if the shoe fits, the wear shoe it. Fits. Right? <laughs> what is the first thing that you do in the morning when you wake up? And and I mean literally, what is the first thing that you do in the morning? Because I think that if the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning is check your phone, turn on your TV, I think there's a problem. I think there's a problem. Because I I I think look, and I'm I'm and I, I mean this. I you know, people can push back on this, and that's fine. But I believe that spiritual disciplines are important. The way we discipline ourselves to orient our hearts towards God. I believe that. And one of the things that should be, no, not one of the things, the thing that should be first when you wake up, when you open up your eyes, isn't let me grab my phone and check my Instagram feed or my, my TikTok feed or whatever. The first thing really should be your thought of God. And so this is how I would check it. If that's the case, right? If the very first thing that you think of is the tech, and not God, then something's got to change. Now I'm with I'm with uh, uh, Matthew on this, right? Because I would say tech affects us spiritually for sure, but we're saying it can affect you both in a positive way or in a negative way, right? And and look at what he writes because I, I, I this is a good comment. I think it says I think it helps us grow if we use it for that. If we use it for that, well, see that requires you to have some control over the tech. Mm -hmm. Right. Not that the tech controls you, but that you control the technology that's around you. He says LNG white books, different Bible translations, deeper study, but yes, can be used incorrectly. And that's where I think the problem is at. Right. It can affect you spiritually if you are allowing these things to be in control as opposed to what the Lord originally wanted, which is for humans to uh, to uh, what is it? Uh, what was the word I was telling you? Subdue, right, Andrew? This idea of of actually being in control of their environment and not their environment being in control of them. And so, uh, you know, I I I think that 
They're great Bible study apps. It's amazing how many people will fall asleep on their phones doing something completely different when you could be, the very last thing you could do on your phone is be reading your Bible or, or it's listening to the Bible, right? Uh, how many people instead of, uh, Andrew, I know I know you listen to audiobooks, right? How many people could be listening to a, a audiobook that is going to get you closer to Jesus, but instead we're listening to podcasts that do not edify you at all? Come on now, let's get real with our spirituality for a second. At some point, we got to say, hey, you know what? This stuff isn't helping me. I got to get in control of these things. I got to get closer to God. And God helps us with those things, by the way, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I completely agree. You know, um, when it comes to, and I'm be 100% honest, you know, through the audio Bible, it has literally changed my life spiritually for good. And I say that because, I guess I guess I'm I'm more of a listener than I am a reader because like you, you sometimes you tell me Mitch you know how are you able to memorize those verses like dude like the when I'm listening yeah. to the audio, like the repetition of that and soaking all that in like if it wasn't for that avenue that technology that piece of technology you know I would say that I wouldn't even be where we are today like uh, mm. you know spiritually through that technology it's such a positive thing and a, a verse that I kind of wanted to share with you guys. In Romans 8, 3, it came to my, it came to my mind is uh, where it says, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, flesh God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin, a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. This verse came to my mind because it says, it's talking about the law. It says, for the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, right? When we think about something like the law, something as pure as the as the commandments of God that was weakened because we were weak, not because the law was not good, but, but because we were weak. And then when we think of apply this to technology, right? Technology itself, there's nothing wrong with it. There's positive and negative, but it's only negative because we are weak, right? Because we are not attached to the source, right? And so I, I think when, when it comes to this technology, it, there's so many positives that come from it. But like you said, is where do we stand? You know, are we becoming, are we distracted from uh, 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 the, the, the main goal, you know? And another thing I wanted to add, though, to that, you know, besides distraction, I feel like we're talking about this, you know, sometimes I feel like this, uh, all the technology that we have today has put us in a place where we're conditioned for comfort. You know, uh, I was yeah, talking to you yeah. guys about uh, in my work truck, my work truck, there's no... Um, everything's manual right so i'll mm -hmm. get frustrated when i'll go go to the to the truck and i have to open open one side and then if someone's riding with me i have to reach over and then kind of open the door for them and i get so frustrated because <laughs> when i get to my wife's you know i when i get to my car all i got to do is unlock button and even yeah, better when yeah. i get to my wife's car i don't even have to do anything all i do is just grab the handle and it opens up for for my for for for, for me you know so when i think about it, it's like we're so conditioned you know, in all the technology that and that's that's been released, you know, for you know, without us even wanting it, that we're conditioned for comfort. So we're fighting against ourselves and what technology has conditioned us for. Because if we think about faith in its most, you know, basis form, right? It's trusting God, right? And comfort almost seems to be at odds with that because when God calls us to trust and have faith in Him, we have to come out of our comfort zones. To trust him right when we think about what hebrew says about abraham right that he had the ability to return home right but no he followed god because 
He trusted him. He came out of his comfort zone. And I feel like without us even wanting to, uh, a technology in some places has conditioned us. So we have to even fight harder, not only against, you know, spiritually, but what we've been conditioned to as well. So it's it's an even harder. It's, it's a spiritual warfare, as we say. Andrew, but you know what? Let me let me say this real quick, because I, I think this goes to the message of Laodicea, right? Uh, in Revelation chapter three, the idea that the, the, the church feels as if they don't need anything. And I, I do believe Look, you you look at the numbers and you got to find a way to make them work, right? Or, or or to make sense of them. I'm not making them work, but make sense of them. And when you look at the fact that developed countries are less uh, religious, they are farther away from God than non-developed countries or less developed countries. You say, what's the difference? Oh, I'll tell you what the difference is. See, in more developed countries, sometimes there's less need. And when you have needs, you you try to find a way to survive. And so we end up appealing to something that is greater than us, and this is where you search for God. Check this out. Isn't there a reason why Jesus said that it is difficult for a rich man? We spoke about riches in the past. We've had that mm -hmm. conversation among the, what is it, 36 conversations that we've had? We've spoken 37 about- 37 now. Uh, 37 <laughs> now. Uh, we, we've spoken about this in the past. But, but the, the fascinating thing is, what is Jesus trying to say? Look, this man had everything that he needed. The young, the young ruler had everything that he needed. In other words, there was no need in him. And when you are not in need of anything, comfort can be poison to your life. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that we got to be careful. And I'm not saying don't find something that makes life easier, right? I'm not saying ignore those things. Just be careful that in making your life easier, easy you become relaxed spiritually you become relaxed spiritually uh oh you're going to be in trouble hey, jason i think you wanted to say something about that no it was actually it was actually about what you guys were talking about i don't know how many of you guys have seen the movie wally -E. i'm pretty sure you're almost all oh, of us have seen it. wow yeah look 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 at what happens in that movie when the humans leave earth uh trying to trying to escape they're all fit they're all normal. oh yeah that's the movie yeah that's but right once, yeah but once 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 technology takes over look how they all get they're all fat complacent can you walk uh, according to the scans in the movie um their their bones aren't even connected by joints anymore because mm -hmm. there's so much fat big. yeah now imagine what happens to our spiritual lives when we get complacent and we stop looking for god we become fat we become obese and there's so much in between us and God that that connection is impossible. Just, just, yeah. just, just like just something simple, something that that's recent. Like just, just look at that. Look at what could really happen. Look at, look at how much, look at how much garbage goes on. Look at how many women are disappearing. Look at how many children are being killed. Look how many children are being raped. All because God's missing. God, God is out of the equation. And look at what countries it happens in the most developed countries. Countries where God is taken out of the equation because there isn't no need for God. I think it's I think it's dangerous. I really do. Um, but again, this is why it's a conversation about faith, right? It's a conversation about about where where the morals are at. Can I recognize uh, just a, a comment here? Um, and I'm gonna have to translate it for some of those who are watching. Uh, but this is coming from Adan Carcamo. Uh, and he's saying, um, I'll, again, I'll translate it. He says, I believe that technology in part is very good, but also it has separated many families. 
But for someone who is well-founded on the faith, or standing well on the faith, if we want to put it that way, I believe it should not affect them. What do you believe? So in other words, if, if you are good spiritually, technology shouldn't affect you as much. How do you guys see that? I think he touched something that's clear in his question, if you are well yeah. founded, you know, uh, spiritually, because if we want to be honest, most of us aren't. We struggle with the little things in our spiritual walk. We struggle with the simple things in our spiritual in our spiritual walk, like uh, praying the moment you get up, you know, or reading your Bible uh, daily, um, you know, uh, just just if we were to take a survey of how many people read their Bible daily in comparison to how many people look at least uh, uh, um, have their phones on them, uh, you know, and they look at everything that, ha- that all the feeds that they receive on their phone. We will get even, I think, even more shocking uh, mm. uh, statistics that have been mentioned. Right. Um, but I think I think in that question is, is very, very uh, uh, clear that it has to be someone that's that's that has a foundation spiritually. Yeah. And most, most adults, most, most of us are struggling with just the basics. Yeah. yeah. For me, yeah. For me go I ahead, would go say ahead. that I would just, uh, I guess it would be dangerous, I think, is to put yourself in a place where you would tell yourself, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay. I think that say, just saying that is almost, you know, to me seems dangerous just to say that you're, you know, what I mean, I think it's very possible, you know, with our relationship with close, the closer we are to God, of course, we can we can do that. But just that question alone seems almost like, you're, you know, if you put yourself in that place. I think we always have to be uh, uh, aware of, of this, you know, in Hebrews 12, one through two, talking about faith. Right. And we're talking about the opposite of that being comfort. The very first verse says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us endure, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, right? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? The sin which so easily ensnares us, you know, and if we were to go into a deep Bible study, we can talk about, you know, uh, the opposite of faith, you know, and then that sin that that's ensnares us. But I think we have to think when we think about sin, sin can creep into our, our lives very easily. And we don't want to lay, lay for a second, you know, uh, what does Paul say? You know, we, we're we not uh, unaware of uh, the devices of Satan, right? We don't want to be unaware of the devices of Satan. So I think, you know, yeah, I think it's very possible that the closer we are to God, you know, the the the, the less I sh- we would have to deal with that. But just asking that, putting ourselves in that place, I, I, it's it's a hard. But, but it, it, yeah, but it is an issue of priorities, right? I think, look, it's it's not that... I, and, and, you know, actually there was a comment here because I think, I think it kind of gets to it, right? Um, Matthew says this, so being well-founded doesn't mean we're not going to use it or shun it, as, as has been mentioned already. Yeah, I, I think that's the key. The, the problem is, where is our priority, mm-hmm. right? What is first in our lives? Is it God? Is it the love of God? Is it Jesus? Is it the gospel? Well, if these things are not first, then we're going to have everything upside down in our lives. Exactly. And as useful as the technology may be, look, I mean, I think about probably the greatest invention, I would argue the greatest invention that we've ever had. It's, is the it's, not, it's not the one that you were saying? 
No, it's the printing it's, press. It's not the, no, the butter. It's not, it's not the lights, brother. It's not no, the, the butter stick. You said the butter <laughs> stick. You said that was the it's greatest invention, bro. No, I didn't say it was the greatest. You can go back on the tape, man. This is recording. Just kidding, I, never said I just thought that was a great <laughs> yeah, idea. It shouldn't yeah, be long yeah. on the list. No, but the printing press, to me, is probably the greatest invention, at least in Western society. Yeah. And guess what? The very first thing that was printed on the printing press was a Bible. So... It's not that technology is either good or bad. I think that should be very clear, but it can be that double-edged sword, right? It can be something positive as well as it could be something negative. And the question is, how are we using it? But that's going to be determined by what is first in your life, what is priority in your life. And for everybody who's watching, literally, everything that we've talked about, we're always trying to go back. Look, literally, we we, we say, keep calm and Advent on. The reason why is because we're trying to point to Jesus, right? To make sure that Jesus is the great motivator in your life. Because if he is, then everything takes its place. Every, everything takes its place. And I think that's very important. Um, just to add, uh, Matthew Ray says, Gutenberg, Johan Gutenberg, right? Why do I remember that? Because and, it's and like by, a big and, thing in history, brother. Yeah. And, and by the way, no, the my truck did not have does not have AC. Not have AC. They were concerned about that. And and as we begin to wrap up, uh, Andrew, I mean, uh, uh, Jason, apparently you said soccer, and the idea is that it's supposed to be football. It's football. Right. Just, so, yeah, just just to make sure. <laughs> Correct, all right, Jason. We're, we're, all right. Your own sport, brother. Your own sport. Football, bro. I was just being country correct. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, look, uh, we got to wrap this up, but there's one last question I want to ask you guys. Um, and this is regarding any biblical guidance that you could give for technology use. So if somebody were to say, hey, you know what, look, man, I, I, tech is all over the place. I understand that it's important for the way we live our lives. But what what, what does the Bible, because the Bible's not going to say don't use a cell phone or use a cell phone. But is there anything at all that we can grab from scripture? Maybe one, one text or, or one piece of advice that comes from the Bible that helps us be better users of technology. Who wants to go first on that one? I'll go first. I've been going first uh, since the beginning. So uh, there are a few there are a few texts. I'll go with First uh, Corinthians 10, 13. If this is for the person that finds it really difficult, right? Finds it a temptation because they have their phone or their Bible, right? And they go directly to it. Or they say they just have their phone and they're reading their lesson on there or they're listening to a podcast and all of a sudden they get that notification. Mm-hmm. That temptation to that draws their attention away, right? First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen says, "No temptation has taken, has overtaken you that is not uncommon to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will, awesome. oh, He will provide the way to escape that you may be able to endure it. Amen. And Amen. if that's a temptation, you know, we have to ask the Lord to give us strength, man. Ask the Lord to well, that leads me to my second, uh, second text." Psalms 119.15, I will meditate on your precepts. I will fix my eyes on your ways. Um, technology has tremendous blessings. And I think we, we, can, we can spend the, another hour talking about the blessings of technology, you know, but we need to be uh, intentional in trying to use it so we can draw closer to the Lord, so we can spread the gospel more. And definitely if, if we can have what the Bible tells us on in regards to being careful with, with our thoughts, being careful with our attention, being careful with our devotion, mm. if we're seeing that, that, the, that the, 
the tech, whatever it might be, is drawing our 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 life away from God. That's I think a, a yeah. good start where we can start asking the Lord to give us strength to to bring our attention back to Him. Appreciate that, Martin. Um, Andrew, what do you think? And I always go back to the the same uh, to uh, the same verse um, where it says, uh, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love mm -hmm. your neighbor as yourself." If you're using that as the foundation, right? Because God said, oh, "Upon these things hang all the law and prophets." Man, if mm -hmm. you filter it through that talking about technology, if you don't want your technology to be superficial, to be useless, as we showed, to be something that is actually a value, how is that technology helping you glorify God and helping others? How is it help you know how is it helping to glorify God and how are you helping others with that technology you know yeah. uh, the the bible says you know whether you eat or drink whatever you do uh, do all everything for the honor and glory of God you know if we have that uh, mentality or that perspective mm -hmm. we can't go wrong uh, uh, when we're when we're uh, you know maybe we're the next uh, uh, Gutenberg who knows but whatever we do you know uh, we do it for the honor and glory of God for sure for sure Jason what what about you Hebrews 12, starting off with verse 1. Man, I thought you were going to say, what would Jesus do, man? All right. I was hoping one last time. One last time. Therefore, <laughs> since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that, let us, that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips, uh, trips us up. Mm. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Mm, mm, mm. And as to what you were saying, Mitch, yes. I was already I was yes. already gonna finish with that. But it was actually because I was reading an article by a pastor called Pierce, and the article was titled, What Would Jesus Tweet? Mm. Nice, nice. Nice. I, I think that's a great way of looking at it. I don't know. Did I cut you <laughs> off right there? Go ahead, man. Finish no, it. No, that's it. That's it. That, that's <laughs> so all. That's what I was going to end it with, but you jumped the gun on me. <laughs> oh, man. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus tweet? That, 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 was, that was Jason's. Here, look at it. Mic drops. Yes. What would Jesus tweet? <laughs> oh, it didn't work out. Hold up. For sure. No, well, look, and, and before I mention mine, I just want to uh, recognize uh, Adan who says uh, Matthew 6.33, right? And you guys all know Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Everything else will be added unto you. I think that's great. Uh, I'm going to go with one of um, uh, Andrew's favorite texts. Uh, he's mentioned this many times before, but I think it's so important. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to reverse it, Martin, not 1-3, but 3-1, okay? Verse okay. 31, which says, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You guys have heard Andrew mention this text many times before. I think that's another text that's very applicable today. Because I think the idea is whatever you do, whatever you obtain, whatever is in your hands, think about the glory of God. We talked about how private that device has become and how many things are consumed through it that are not good. Well, think maybe nobody else is watching, but you know what? God is. And so anything that we do, any device that we get, any tech that happens to come across our lives, how can this glorify God? And I think that's a, that's a, a good way of, uh, of, of guiding ourselves through all of this, right? And there's also what, I, what is it, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, um, where Paul says, uh, you know what? Hey, look, uh, there are many things that I'm allowed to do, right? I, but not all things are beneficial. And so again, moderation, I think is very important. Bible talks about temperance. 
And temperance isn't only about what about what you eat. By the way, that's a misnomer in Adventism. Generally, we talk about temperance and we talk about eating, but it's not. Temperance is about everything, everything. that we do in moderation, under control. And so I think that's so, so important uh, that we make sure we are temperate even with those devices. Don't get addicted to them. A allow the spirit to be able to control the things in your life and not let those things control you. Andrew, you want to say something? One, one more. Like one more. Ephesians 5.10. And seek what pleases the Lord. Mm. So good. That's, That's so good. It's so good. By, by the way, look, and there's some other texts coming in. Matthew points to Romans 12, 2. I got it up here. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is great as well. Um, and in recognizing these final comments here, uh, Michelle says, well, set temperance in all things, honor God in all we do. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that's very, very important. Uh, so we have used technology today to bring this conversation to you. As you can see, we're not opposed to technology, but we do think that you got to be careful with it, as with anything, Definitely. as with anything. But we hope that uh, this conversation has sparked some thoughts and has made you really evaluate your life. And again, if you came in at the end, you got need to listen to the uh, beginning of it. We want to remind you, we got a podcast now, so you can listen to this in audio format. You're going to go work out. You got to put some headphones on. Got to go run. You're on your car. You're driving. And you want to listen to the conversation again, or you don't get to it in some other time and you want to listen to it, you can just go onto the podcast where you'll be able to listen to it safely, safely, hopefully. Right, Andrew? Hey, I that, think I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean we're going to be adding the Spotify logo to our promos now? Or what, what is that? I don't know. Are we supposed to? I have no idea. We're still trying to figure this out. Also, we appreciate all of you that are on live. And we know sometimes our conversations go a little long, but as we said, this is every other week. So it's not, you know, hopefully you say, hey, I'm going to. As I mentioned before, get some popcorn, right? I don't know. Pick up some some chocolates, right? Just sit there, listen, uh, dialogue with us, challenge some of the ideas. We don't have all the answers, but we're just coming at you from our perspectives, the little that God has given us, uh, you know, just trying to share it with you. Um, but uh, guys, we have to end this conversation. And I'm going to ask Pastor Martin, since you went first, we're going to let you have the last prayer today and see if you can lead us out. Of course. All right, let's, uh, let's bow our heads. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we are very thankful with the fact that we live in a time where technology has allowed us to not only to connect with one another through long distance, but also be able to take your word out to other people in other parts of the world with, with such an ease, Lord, that our parents and grandparents would have dreamed of, Lord. And I pray, Father, that um, as we live in this time, that you may give us not only uh, uh, self-control, but that you may also continue to give us wisdom on how to use the technology in all its in all its different variations in a way that will honor and glorify you, Lord. If we have to exercise temperance, help us to do so. If we have to be, if we have to change the way we think uh, towards technology, help us also, Lord. Help us honor you in the use of this technology. Help us honor you and everything that we take in into our homes or, or show others as well, Lord. And above all, Lord, help us bring um, other people closer to you through the use of, of all this technology that we have. We thank you, Lord, because this we know it is, is, uh, is something that you give us as a gift. Help us, please, to not uh, use this gift uh, in ways that will bring people uh, away from you. Help us 
use this gift that will draw people close to you. We love you, Lord, um, and thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Martin, for that. By the way, um, just before we end, uh, we want to make sure that if it, we're right about to enter into a uh, like a few weeks of planning for the next chapter, if you will, of of uh, of uh, keep calm and Advent on, and if there is a conversation, a topic that you want us to have, let us know. Send us a message on Instagram. You could put it in right now. If there's something that you're thinking about right now and you say, hey, I want to see if you guys can have a conversation on this, put it in right now. We will consider all that. You can email us as well. You can see all the contact information on the Instagram page. I believe you can also leave us a message on Spotify if I'm not mistaken. But the idea is just let us know. So if there is a conversation that you're like, hey, I really wish you guys could tackle this or, or talk about it, let us know. We are more than happy uh, to, uh, to take a look at it and, and do the best we can, obviously. Um, and for those of you asking for shirts, uh, just talk to Andrew about this, uh, you know, send send us a message on Instagram. He'll get back to you. So Jaylene, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no idea. Do, do I get a shirt if I'm podcast first follower? It turns out you're not already. So the question doesn't apply because, <laughs> because I, I happen to know who was the first follower, but anyways, um, that is it for for us today. We thank you once again for joining us. We hope that you were blessed. Make sure you share this conversation. Hit that like button if you enjoyed it, if you were blessed, or if you found something in the conversation interesting. And, you know, as we're trying to go along this super crazy world of tech, you know what we got to tell you. You know what it's all about. Five words. Keep calm and Advent on. You know it. Don't let the tech control you. Let the coming of Jesus be on the forefront of your mind. God bless. Have a good night. Have a happy Sabbath. And we'll be seeing you in a few weeks. Hope to see you soon.